Welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students, a multi-part podcast series that gives college students the knowledge and tools to handle their financial situation during and after college. Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello, and welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us. A potential strike by the United Auto Workers Union, the UAW, has been in the financial news for some time. After weeks of negotiations between the United Auto Workers Union and the big three auto manufacturers, Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis, the expected happened. The UAW initiated a strike. This strike is significant for a number of reasons including its impact on, or potential impact, on the economy, the companies and employees involved, and their suppliers, and of course, investors. The auto industry is of interest to many investors as they transition to the manufacture of electric vehicles. For many reasons, investors should consider the strike's impact, so we will bring you up to date on this important topic. First, some background. Traditionally, Auto strikes had followed the same approach. The UAW identified a target company and it would strike against that company and only that company in the beginning and negotiate with it. The results of those negotiations would then be used as a basis for negotiating with the other auto companies. The current strike is not a full strike of all manufacturing plants. It's not even a strike completely of any one company but it's a strike against selected plants, including one for each of the big three companies. This is an unusual method of striking, and in some ways, it may actually help each company better weather the storm. Each company had high profits for the past two years. This strengthened their balance sheets, and it better prepares them for an uncertainty of a strike. Some analysts say this weakens the union's bargaining position. The UAW likely views this differently. Their approach enables the union to impact the entire big three in an incremental way. If the UAW expands the strike to more plants, it can deepen the strike's impact and, in the meantime, keep more union members on the payroll, and this may add to the union's ability to remain on strike. It also provides the UAW with an additional bargaining chip the ability to extend the strike. Additionally, this approach makes it difficult for automakers to develop contingency plans to keep factories open during the strike. The downside for the union is some workers are forced to strike while others continue to work and get paid. Over an extended period of time, this could impact union solidarity. The novel tactics just discussed create complexity and confusion for both sides, and that also creates risks for both sides. The UAW has publicly stated its bargaining approach. It is based on the recent financial success of the companies. The automakers earned substantial profits, as we said, for the past two years. The UAW sees this as evidence of the employer's ability to substantially increase compensation and benefits 
that the workers deserve because they helped create them. Also, the UAW can argue that the strike, by idling only three plants, is reasonable and thoughtful, and that it is not designed to disable the companies and the economy. Should the strike be expanded at a later date, the UAW can argue that the companies forced them to do so by not negotiating in good faith. As we speak, the UAW is now threatening to expand the strike due to a lack of progress in the discussions. A sustained and expanding strike can impact the country's economy. The strike at some point may result in the production of fewer vehicles, which will create a shortage and increase prices. Strike impacts more workers than just UAW members. It impacts suppliers, distributors, and businesses located near the factories that rely on the factories for their revenue. Some estimates say that for every dollar not paid to union members, the economy takes a hit for $10. That is a significant impact. By the way, striking workers are paid $500 per week by the union during the strike. That is a far cry from their normal compensation. Again, the economy takes a hit. Currently, there's little progress in the negotiations. The UAW proposed about a 35% wage increase over the proposed contract's life of about four years, while management suggests 20%. The workers want a 32-hour work week rather than the current 40-hour week. The workers want to return to the traditional and much more generous defined benefit pension plan. The UAW wants a lot in a new contract, and it cites the company's current substantial profits as the main reason why its proposals are justified. In my view, this strike will eventually end, and both sides will make concessions. But the bottom line is it will cost the automakers. Costs come at a difficult time for them. They are encouraging, incurring major cost as they transition to electric vehicle manufacturing. And they're currently losing money in that endeavor. The current profits come solely from manufacturing and selling combustion engine vehicles. The new contract can be difficult for the companies to manage. Based on this discussion, who will be the winner? If any, if there is a win winner as a result of the strike and negotiations, of course, you can reasonably expect the union members will gain a substantial amount in the, in the contract. But who will the winner truly be? The answer, in my opinion, is Tesla. Yes, Tesla. The EV maker run by Elon Musk will be the winner. There is no doubt that the contract resulting from the negotiations will cost the big three more money. The additional cost will give Tesla an additional and tremendous cost advantage over Ford, GM, and Stellantis. Tesla has been in operation for about 20 years, which is significantly less than its competitors. It doesn't have the huge legacy cost of its competitors. Specifically, the big three are paying substantial defined benefit pension costs to employees who retired before the year 2007. Tesla 
has no such cost. It offers workers a 401k plan that matches employees' contribution with up to $3,000. This limits cost. While the big three are transitioning to EV manufacturing, they're incur incurring substantial cost. Tesla was built to be an EV maker. Instead of increasing cost, Musk indicated in March that Tesla plans to cut manufacturing costs by 50%. This may be ambitious, but it is based on advanced automation and engineering improvements. Even if they reach a savings of less than 50%, it will still give them a competitive advantage. So the big three face increasing costs, while Tesla is working on lowering costs. And this is before factoring in the additional cost that we can reasonably expect to result from a new contract. According to the Securities and Exchange Commission, the media, median worker at Tesla earned just over $34,000 in total compensation last year. The comparable member for GM workers, or the comparable number for GM workers was just over $84,000. And for Ford workers, it was almost $75,000. This gives Tesla a big cost advantage. It also leads to what I see as the logical question. Why do people work for Tesla? Well, its manufacturing takes place in right-to-work states, so there's no union to negotiate. They also have a lot of overseas production. Again, no unions. Tesla benefits from the lower living costs for workers who live in the right-to-work states. There's another major factor. Tesla gives employees stock options, so the employees benefit as Tesla's stock price rises, and it has risen and substantial. This form of compensation comes with essentially no cash cost to Tesla. It gives Tesla a huge advantage. I see Tesla as clearly the winner and the leader in EV production and now in EV-related fields. Tesla is making charging stations and is expanding the use of its leading technology and artificial intelligence beyond the production of cars. Tesla workers are more than employees. They are potential owners when they exercise their stock options. They can benefit from Tesla's overall success. So employees see Tesla, and they are right. It is a technology company, not just a car maker. Obviously, they've had the ability to attract workers. This compares to the big three workers who are concerned that jobs will be lost as their employers move more into EV manufacturing since fewer workers are required to make EVs in terms of investing. Consider Tesla during down market days. It appears to have significant untapped potential. As an investment, an investment in the big three at this time appears to involve a greater risk and it may not be suitable for the cautious investor. You could argue that Tesla is not for the cautious either. But for the long-term investor, Tesla holds significant potential. At this time, an investment in the big three would be a contrarian investment, would be going against the, the basics for making decisions to invest. We will follow the strike developments as well as Tesla, and we'll provide updates as they occur. Until the next time, stay calm thoughtful and purposeful.
You have been listening to Dollars and Cents for College Students with host Frank Longo. The opinions on this series are those of the host. Before making any financial decisions, be sure to consult with a financial professional such as a certified financial planner. For more information, visit cfp.net.